Okay, we're back and rolling. This is a recorded podcast. Or <laughs> a recorded memory podcast. It really it's been has, a while. It has yeah. been a while. That so long that I forgot what we were even calling our podcast. But now we're back. And today we have my grandpa, your grandpa, mm-hmm. our grandpa, Ralph Hohenstein. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> the crowd <I>, cheers. <laughs> yeah. Or booze. They might be booing. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, we were talking. Well, we started this. Then Mr. Popular here got a phone call. We had to remind him to put it on silent because we know there'll be about 17 more of those. <laughs> and uh, so, we were talking about you grew up in Springfield. So go ahead, let's start back. All right. I grew up outside of the city of Springfield. Actually, you know, I need to back up on that. Really, when I was real small, probably two years old, we did live in the city, rented a house, or I think it was a double, and we rented on one side of it. And then as I got older, we eventually moved out. My grandmother lived out in the country. And when I say country, it was real country back in those days. It was a gravel road. Mm-hmm. And people now, they hear that, they only think it was a driveway. <laughs> but uh, there was part of the road in town, I would say about six mile was paved, and the, the mile to our house then was all gravel. Lived right across from a big woods. It was real big. In fact, um, my sister and I got lost in it one day, and we were wandering all over the woods, and I was starting to panic, and <laughs> we, <laughs> we finally found our way out. But we, we played in that woods a lot. We would pretend we were linemen and climb trees, and, and uh, I think there was a book um, called Helen and Dick, I think were the people's names, and they had a dog named Spot. And so we would kind of play house, I guess I was a sissy boy. I would play. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, well, I had a sister. I had to do what she wanted to yeah, do part of the time. So, so, and we would take weeds and and fix them and put them in water, and that was our food. And we had Aww. little cups and stuff, and and then um, we had an old basketball rim on the back of our garage. And to show how old I was back in those days. The basketball had uh, laces on it like footballs do. Oh, really? And so, yeah, we should have kept that. It'd probably been worth a small fortune oh, yeah. nowadays, you know. <laughs> but I used to shoot a lot of baskets. And we uh, we actually, we had a trailer. My grandmother and grandfather, they had the house. And we lived in a trailer out back. Uh, probably when you look back on it, probably we looked like a bunch of poor turkeys, really. Because... Uh-huh. You know, we didn't have a fancy house or anything. We just had an old house trailer. And it was, you know, back in those days, it wasn't that big. So you but, lived behind your grandparents? Yeah, Were behind their house. Were you with them? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That was my grandfather that worked. His name was David Walls. And, uh, and his dad was the one who was married to a full-blooded Cherokee Indian. And uh, his name was... Well, I always say this is a name my cousins say. No, it was different, but his name was San Francisco Clementine Walls, W-A-L-L-S. Well, then that grandfather, as we got older, uh, my dad, he built a house probably 
from where we were there, it was probably eh, maybe three mile away, and it was on a on a paved road. And uh, my dad, uh, he tore down a, a humongous barn. I mean, it was really big. And he tore it down, and he used a lot of that wood and the, the big beams in it he used to go across the cellar. And, and um, my dad was really smart when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know why I didn't pick up some of that. <laughs> but anyway, he built this house from scratch. Uh, Wait, so your dad built your house that yeah. you like, grew up in? Is right. it still standing? Like, yeah, you know where it's at? It is. Oh, yeah. Wow. Road trip. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to <laughs> see that. I could take and show you that. And I could, I could show you. This was a little town. All it had was the one store. Patsy Farrell was the guy's name that ran the store. He drove a school bus. And the school was right across on the other corner. And then our house that my dad built was eh, probably half a mile or less down the road there. And there was a, uh, back in those days, evidently, well, of course, it wasn't quite horse and buggy, not that old, but it uh, had a big trough at a place where it was a spring, and I think in the olden days, people would take their horses there, and you know, when they would ride to town. Mm-hmm. And so, that was on the Pitch Inn Road, was the name of it, and it was a nice house. It was really nice. My dad, uh, I... I don't know whether he had any help. I mean, I helped him do some of the stuff as a little kid, you know. Right. But, but uh, wow, that's crazy. So we lived there for a while, and uh, I'm trying to think whether from there we, we moved. You know what? I think I got ahead of my story. I think actually before he built that house, we lived on Route 68, and I went to Enon School. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was some fun days there. I had a girlfriend there oh. and all that. <laughs> so how old? <laughs> I was probably uh, well. I was in I was in the eighth grade. So so no, I, I was right. We had that other house first, and uh, we sold it evidently, and we moved over on Route sixty eight, which was a kind of a heavily traveled road. And my mother, she let me do some crazy things. There was a store. And she let me drive to the store by myself. And How old? At eighth grade? I was, I was probably in the eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. And I played played basketball there and uh, for a guy named Dave Stuckey. And I guess that might have been partly why I wanted to become a coach was I really uh, admired that guy. He was, he was really a good guy. I've often thought I'd like to go back and see if I could find him. He's probably probably dead but now <laughs> I mean, when I'm this old he had to be real old <laughs> but he was a super guy and, and uh, I was I felt very popular there after the game this girl came up and kissed me and oh, like, wow. <laughs> and of, course, of course back then I thought, wow you know, yeah. this was really something <laughs> but oh but uh, that was a good time there. And I'm trying to think then, well, after that, uh, we ended up, because I ended up, oh, I know, I think we moved from there into the city of Springfield again on Sunset Avenue. Mm-hmm. And um, there I uh, I went to Shawnee High School is where I graduated from then in 59. And my sister, Martha, uh, she had went to school 
as a what they called a cadet teacher back in those days you'd uh-huh. go two years and then you could start teaching uh-huh. and uh, she always she always had a lot of good stories it was fun to talk to her i really miss her and she was the one who died of Lou Gehrig's uh-huh. when she was actually i think she was 49 she would have been 50 uh-huh. Uh, in March, I think it was January or February when she died. So, so oh, sorry. From there, then I, that's where I started college when I was living on uh, Sunset Avenue. Oh, okay. Um, so about Martha, though, you said she was your half-sister? Yeah, that was a situation where my mother had her, she wasn't married to the guy. Uh, I think the guy's name was Harper. Uh, I never basically knew him, of course, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I don't know whether she might have got the gene from his side for having Lou Gehrig's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. because no, my couldn't have, because Grandma died, your mom died of Lou Gehrig's. Oh, that's true. That <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> well, Whoa. chalk that up to a dumb <laughs> statement. <laughs> You were just trying to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably that guy. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, well, guess that messed that story up. Okay, yeah. But uh, Martha, she was uh, she was really a good sister. She was her and I. Well, I I can't remember slapping her one time. We got (laughs) got in a little argument, you know, and I smacked her in the jaw. But but we really we really loved each other. She was, and she was, um, she was always had always had something to say. Had a lot of stories to tell about school. You know, she was the one that told me. She said. You know, if kids don't behave, you just whisper in their ear and say, I'm going to rip your head off if you do that again. <laughs> oh, so that's where I got some of that. That's where I got some of that when I was started teaching. Wow, <laughs> that is so funny. But we lived, uh, then I lived with her and Grandma in the town of Ada for a year. And uh, it was, there was some very sad times with her because... She always said, nobody wanted me. I was just an accident, you know. Aww. And uh, she was, um, I can remember in college, she liked this guy. And I don't know, he was an Indian or something. And, oh, my grandmother, of course. My grandmother, I loved it, but she could drive you nuts. I mean, she was just after all the time saying, you know, you don't want to go with him and him and all these reasons like why she Indian, didn't like from india yeah from or? india yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. he was yeah he was uh, he was dark complexed and yeah. probably my grandmother back in those days she probably didn't like that either right. you know but but anyway she uh, and then she another boyfriend that she had and i really i have thought about trying to find this guy he was his name was dana pelkey he lived in maine and he was in the Air Force, and they went together quite a long time. And uh, he, he and I, we'd play ball and stuff together because I was that age. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, you know, I thought I should go to Maine and see if I could find find him. But probably there, look him up on Facebook. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think I even tried that. Of course, the way I operate on Facebook, I probably didn't yeah. know what I was doing. So <laughs> I probably help you. <laughs> yeah. 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 But if you want to go to Maine, and I, oh, yeah. I will you, have you will. too. I want to go to Maine. <laughs> you want to go to Maine? I do. Let's do it. It is really, it's oh, a beautiful, 
Oh yeah, I've been to Maine. Oh, yeah, wow. when I was a kid, I you know I I had a I had a soft life really. There was no doubt about it. I didn't you know people say oh I had to work all. Day. I mean I did work when I was twelve thirteen years old. I would be all hay and straw and and work. Uh, and as I got a little bit older, I worked at the Western Tool Manufacturing Company. Uh, my dad was like the superintendent of that. And that's how things, like back then, my dad, I think he only went to maybe the 8th grade. And that's probably all that my mother went, 7th or 8th grade. Okay. You know, yeah, back then, a lot of people didn't finish school. You right. know, they would it's help their great. family out with money okay. and stuff. But my dad, he, uh, he, was, he was very, very smart when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've told people this, and I don't know how I can prove this, because if I could, this would be... I think he was the one who invented a what's called a C-clamp. And yeah. it's like the letter C, and you tighten things up with it. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I really believe that he invented that. And when he was at Western Tool, he, he would come up with ideas and make things that helped the company. He should have made... Well... He he did probably make good money back in those days. I imagine he made a hundred, hundred fifty a week, mm-hmm. which was probably super good. You know, back you're talking about the late forties and fifties. Right. You know, but uh, and he and my uncle knew they were going to buy a trailer park one time, or they were going to build one, and they didn't do that. They were afraid to take a chance and. <laughs> My dad had a chance to go to another factory and be kind of the head one, and he was all ready to go, and they even gave him, I think, a gone-away party, and he changed his mind oh, and wow. stayed, <laughs> stayed where he was. And uh, so then, of course, he passed away. He uh, Maybe that's why I had heart trouble. He passed away, I think it was 1983, when he died of a heart attack. And, of course, he had been a smoker, all his, uh, well, I don't know how soon he started, but probably all his life. Mm-hmm. And he smoked straight camels with no filters. And that was probably the strongest cigarette you could smoke. And uh, a lot of his brothers were preachers. Uh, we called them holy rollers because they were Pentecostal and they talk in tongues. And one of the things they did one time, my dad was at church when one of them was preaching, and people were yelling, hallelujah, and somebody hit my dad on the back of the head. <laughs> he said, I had a notion to get up and say hallelujah and punch that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, and then, uh, actually, just about all of his brothers, I think, were you know just self-made preachers. But he did have one, a bud, who lived in California, who went to college and he wrote a book in fact I've got it somewhere around here probably but uh, I guess he made a remark to my dad something about you, know, you guys aren't smart enough to do this or do that he told my dad that really hurt my dad's feelings you know but here you know and I feel anybody that says something like that they're not as smart as they think they are you know they just but he he was a regular preacher, and, and like I say, they're in California. And let's see, what else? My mother, she <laughs> she was raised around Bell Fountain, Ohio. She had uh, two brothers, Sam, Sam Walls. He had seven boys, 
That was Dwight and Ronnie that came and helped me in my kitchen. That, those were two of his boys and Harold. And, uh, he was he was quite the character. Uh, one of the things I remember, which was kind of goofy, we were walking out of the auditorium. We it was a play or something, and. Uh, <laughs> He thought he goosed his wife. <laughs> it was somebody else, oh, I guess. Geez. But he, he, maybe that's why he had seven boys, I guess. He was, <laughs> he was yeah, yeah, really. But then Newt, he was the other brother. No, oh, I, I loved old Newt. He was one of them guys that just, uh, you know, and he, he lived kind of a wild life in his earlier years. He. Yeah. When I basically knew him, he was married to a lady called Iola, but he had been married before that. And uh, one time he and I was going to Michigan, and he told me, he said, I'm going to divorce that woman, I think. And he, he was going back to his old, his first wife. Oh, wow. And but that that all fell through. He, <laughs> I think, and I, you know, come to think about it, I I need to ask my sister this I think he went into the hospital and I think that might have been a heart operation and he died oh, on the table yeah. so you're saying the heart's running I guess maybe yeah I never really thought yeah, about that to right now look at you how old are you 81, 81. yeah I'm older than all of us I know running. <laughs> yeah so I worked like, out today and I really did do a little here. better <laughs> Oh, oh yes. It's so let's fast forward. Well, what I want to know, oh, yeah, not fast forward, but so when did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Well, I think um, I would say probably around 13 or 14, maybe. Uh, my sister was a teacher, and I think maybe that influenced me some, okay. you know. And she went to High Northern, and that's where I went. And, like I said, then we lived together for one year, I think it was, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought of either being a minister or a teacher, and uh, and really, I've often said I think you can do more good being a teacher maybe than you could a minister. I mean, because you get yeah. to see so many different kids and. Right. And as I've gotten older and on Facebook, uh, I get a lot of comments. Uh, in fact, I just got a. I just sent two shirts to a guy by the name of David Heron, who's a preacher up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, and there another one that I have. John Stahl has a pretty big church in Akron, and uh, I don't know. I think there might even be some other. I'm pretty sure there is. There, you know. Yeah. Now I'm not saying it was because of me, but hopefully maybe there was some influence oh, that yeah, made sure. in their life. Well, that's where I wanted to go. You said fast forward, and I was like, oh, wait, i got to go backwards. Like, yeah. um, because I wanted you to share the story of when you were praying at the lunch table, because that was just a memory. <laughs> because you um, came to Christ really young. Right. Right? 13. And, I was probably 13, I think. I think it was March of 1956, maybe, something like that. Yeah, and, you know, you'd bow your head to pray, and... Uh, you know, some people would say, "Why well, are you talking to your plate?" Or you know, it yeah. may. In fact, the one person, uh, the kid's name. I say kid. He's he's as old as I am. 
uh, which is old. He uh, he uh, he turned out to be a preacher, and he was oh he was an ordinary kid. His name is Ronnie Neville. He lives in Arizona, and uh, there again, there's another place I'd like to go out there and see him. Yeah. Be neat to sneak yeah. into his church, you know, right. yeah. some Sunday. So. Maybe I'll do that if I still kick around for a while. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always remember you sharing that story. Yeah. And now you can move forward. Oh, no. I just wanted to remember that. So one. I was just wondering. So the story was you're praying, and then at they lunch. at lunch. This is at school. At school, yeah. And then yeah. they were like, "Oh, what are you talking to your plate?" Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, people would, and people still do it. You know, well, not to me. I guess I guess I scared everybody to death and Clyde <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who was it the other day? Well, I know John Cahill said this, and then somebody else just said it the other day. He said, everybody's afraid to say anything to you about being <laughs> treating you. Yeah, I just laugh. But, uh, no, I've, I have really been blessed with, I mean, like I'll bow my head when I eat up there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a lot of these guys now, you know, I'll come in and they'll say, Oh, coach, you better talk to this guy. He needs to get on his knees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and uh, you know, it is my prayer that, that some of them get on their knees and accept Christ in their life. I mean, they're, they're friendly guys. You know, I love them. We get along well and sit there and talk. Uh, it's amazing how how you become so associated with people that eat there i mean almost every day there was a guy by the name of roy whose wife just died here probably three or four months ago and him and i we were talking and the one guy uh, his name they call him buzz darianer is his last name he worked with paul smetzer he goes there all the time but now he's in a nursing home so i go see him and i told him i said I said, I'll call you some morning, I'll come and get you, and we'll go to breakfast. But I feel bad for him. He He's not in that bad of shape. I mean, he's fine. He can get around, you know? Right. Uh, one of the funny things he would always say, though, and I, I always liked this, I said, well, what are you going to do today? And he would say, yeah, I think I'll finish up what I started yesterday. Nothing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, yeah. And the the cook there, Sal, he's one of the cooks. Jenny's one of the cooks. Uh, I always tip Jenny. She's a cook. I tip her a dollar. And I don't know any of the rest of them because there are too many different ones, you know. But, uh, and I, 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 one time she was going on a trip and I thought she was poor and so I just... I don't know, I put some money in an envelope oh, to her. Hopefully Jenny's not listening. When I say poor, I don't mean poor, poor, but yeah. I mean, she was going on a vacation. I thought, well, you know what? Probably a little extra would help. That's, okay, <laughs> That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did that recently. Um, <laughs> I was driving home, and it was like one of our cheerleaders, you know? And they were walking home, and it was cold. And I was like, oh, man, maybe they don't have a car. Yeah. And I was like, do you guys need a ride? And she was like, no, we live right there. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I thought you were just healthy. And it's safe to the environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just think they were poor. But I'm just like, yeah. well, some people have car trouble. You right. know, you just don't oh, know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to stop. I passed them, and I felt bad. 
Mm-hmm. It was cold, and I was in my van, <laughs> and I was right. like, I'm gonna turn around and see if they need a ride home. But right. they got real close to the park, so. Well, um, this Jenny, I mean, she works taking care of people <laughs> over at the nursing oh, nursing yeah, home. Okay. She'll work all kind of hours, and then she come in there to work. You know, I said you need to get more sleep. You mm-hmm, know, yeah. but she's got a good heart, and uh, a lot of them there. They have good hearts, yeah. good people, you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a nice place. I enjoy going there for the yeah. fried potatoes. And right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. What else do we want to know? Obviously, we got to talk about Grandma. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I want to hear, like, how you met Grandma from your, like, you know, I feel like we all kind of know, but. Yeah, well. You know, here again, it involved a restaurant. It was. <laughs> you like It's where the Napa building is now here in Clyde, and uh, it's called Beekler's. And I came here by mistake, which I said the Lord doesn't make any mistakes. So I always felt that He led me here to meet Elsie, because she worked at this restaurant, and I'd go in there and eat. You know my dinner and stuff in the evening and uh, but at that time I was staying at the motel which was right next door to it Uh, it was called the Ranger Motel I believe and uh, that guy had a daughter well so I started dating her a little bit you know (laughs) (laughs) not really (laughs) I was pretty shy But anyway, this girl, uh, she was nice. I think her name was Marilyn. And uh, her dad, then he asked me one night, he said, how would you like to run a motel in California? And I thought, wow, yeah, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be teaching. I'd just run a motel. And uh, then I started going with Elsa and taking her out. And so... Then I didn't go to that girl. <laughs> and then her dad called one day. He said, well, I hate to tell you, but he said, I got somebody coming in that's going to be able to pay about twice what you're paying, you know, so you'll have to just tell me. you got to find another oh, so place. He so he kind of kicked me out of the motel because so you didn't tell I didn't go with his daughter. Oh, so you didn't tell her you were going with Grandma? Uh, no, I don't think that you I didn't did. You didn't break it off with her? Huh? You didn't break it off with Marilyn? After I started going with yeah. uh I don't know whether, whether, I really don't remember this, whether maybe I went with her once and else once. I, I, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't very long, I know that. And then I, <laughs> then I just, I just went with Elsie. Yeah, that was in '63, and so I think probably the latter part of the football season, and even into basketball, then you know I would take her. And well, then they would have those parties after the games and stuff, and she would go with me to those. And, and in 64, that's when we got married. That wow. wasn't a long engagement right. for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? September to March? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, actually, it might have even been a little bit later in September before I really started going with her full time. But, yeah, that was that. Was that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel like we've heard that story like. 
a gazillion times, but it's my oh, favorite. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you were supposed to go to Kaleida. Yeah, right. Know, and then yeah, you right. And you know, I I figured it out even that day. I think I called down there and they said, "Yeah, we're waiting on you." So I went down there and it was a Catholic school, oh. and so they wanted me to teach. Well, I don't know what I, everything they wanted me to teach. I don't think I was qualified, like history and different subjects like that. But they had, I was looking for a head basketball and head baseball, and that's what they had. But, and in the meantime, I came back here because they said, yeah, we need somebody right here. When I was here and talked to Van Atta, who was the superintendent. And so that year, I taught science and some phys ed. And uh, I think it was the only year that I taught science. After that, it was all phys ed and then health later on. Yeah. Uh, had some, you know, really crazy things over the years. I wish I'd wrote them all down, you know, of yeah. things that happened and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I'm sure I told you the story where I told the kids for extra credit they could write about the Bible or run, baby, run. I, I gave them a whole bunch of books. And the news reporter, he said, well, he said, I, I think we, well, actually, what he, I was talking to him on the phone about basketball uh, for some game we'd had, and, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I heard that he was going to write about this. Well, uh, I told him, I said, we got a lot of problem with kids having divorced parents or on drugs and kids with drugs and stuff, and I... I said um, they weren't required this. It was just extra credit if they wanted to do it. And so he did write an article in the paper. He didn't say my name. But then uh, uh, the guy whose name was Bennett, <clears throat> he was a lawyer. I didn't actually know him. But um, he wrote hats off to the teacher that talks about the Bible. He was telling all the good stuff that's in the Bible besides you know, besides just what it says, how it's good right. for literature and stuff like that, even. And so Elsie, she said, well, we, you know, we should pray for that guy. And so we did. And uh, two weeks, I think it was two weeks later, they fired him from his job as a news reporter here in town. And I said, you talk about a miracle or God working in that situation. I said, that was you know, kind of blows your mind. That. So that was one of the exciting things. But I used to show, um, now I'm sure I probably couldn't do it, I used to show Josh McDowell films and health, and I, I used to show some real tear-jerkers, you know, yeah. about the Lord. Even. Yeah. And, of course, when I told the superintendent, um, I won't mention his name, but when I told him, I said... Uh, you know, I said, this newspaper guy is going to write. And he said, oh, coach, you got to be careful what you say. You know, I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> I just hung up, and, you know, because. So he was going to write something negative about you doing that? The the newspaper guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he, yeah, he, the headlines was something like, uh, uh, there's a problem between church and state, you know. Oh, okay. And uh, so. But, but like he got fired before he, he got, wrote it? No, no, he wrote the article, and then the next week, the people wrote in, hats off to that teacher, and they were saying all this good stuff, you know, 
And then the following week, they fired him, I think. So, yeah. So, I often wondered what happened to him or where he went, you know. But that was one of the kind of things you don't forget. And then, uh, you know, sometimes you'd have problems with parents, you know. I mean, if you'd slap a kid up or jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. I want to hear that. Yeah, that's if you jerk them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't today for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you know what the amazing thing is, though, that those people, those kids, they loved you as well as what kids do now that right. get away with everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, the Renfro boy, Alan, and I love the Renfros. I mean, they were a rough crew, and I smacked him one time right in the face. And I, and I, you know, I didn't try to knock his head off, but I just wanted everybody to see, you know, he was, and I was kind of mean, I guess. He he was doing jumping jacks, and he was just doing half, and I just, oh, I just sweat. We wanted Graham to be our trainer. <laughs> wow. And I slammed yeah. him into the bleachers. Oh, my. And he Gosh, said, I'll get my whoa. gang after you. That's when I smacked him. Uh, but you know what? I I think I ended up going to his funeral. Then, and, and his brothers, and I loved them all. But they were they were rough crew of boys. And, you know, but that's the way they, that's yeah, just the way people, they were. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's some, there's some ornery kids. I like the ornery kids, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. And. They could have been super athletes. I mean, they were really athletically talented, but they just rather <laughs> sometimes get in trouble. <laughs> and then, of course, actually, two really unusual, of course, was Dick Farrar. I cut him off the basketball team because he was smoking coming to practice, so I cut him. And, you know, I'm sure he's probably one of my probably my best player well then his brother brad um he just uh, i i had a policy if you missed the first two weeks you were automatically cut because i sort of ran it like a concentration camp you <laughs> might say <laughs> because i would work them and i'd run but i'd do it with them well, usually yeah. you know Good for you. and yeah. he uh, he missed about the second or third night and him and another kid that was really kind of troubled at that time. And they came back, or he did the next night, wanted to come back on the team. And I said, well, I'll shut the door, and I'll ask the team. I said, you know, as far as I'm concerned, probably not, but if, if they all vote for you to come back, not one kid voted to bring him back, which, which told me that kids want you to be fair even though I mean I knew when I cut him I knew there went half of my games because he was he was just a star and it ended up I just love them guys they're like my you know uh, Dick worked for me before he passed away and then I worked for him we traded spots and I love I love Dick and I and I love Brad he um, he comes over every once in a while and he um he invited Elsie and I when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for softball. Yeah. He invited us to that, and we went down to Columbus, and that was a tearjerker because he talked about me at that oh, evening. Wow. And uh, he was—I always felt that Brad could have played professional baseball or professional football, either one, mm-hmm. and I think he could have. Um, but 
took him a while to, to really grow up and yeah. you know he was, and maybe yeah. basketball he would have kept him on the team <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like wait a second <laughs> yeah. he probably would have been might better get a call after this <laughs> 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 oh man he he was i played golf with a guy at bethville nature trails who was a sports writer and he thought that brad was the best athlete in the state of ohio and, and I think he was. When he was playing softball, uh, he was, I think he was semi-pro or maybe just professional. If he would bat five times, he'd probably hit at least three home runs. I mean, just, and he played at Riverfront Stadium, which is a baseball field. Well, the fences are like 380, something like that. Well, they for softball, they put another fence inside. He hit one, I think, in the upper deck of the baseball field so he just so powerful in football guys would try to attack him and they just bounce off of him and he could throw a football probably 60 yards rolling out to the side and he was just great he's and you know i feel bad now he's going through some um he had cancer and uh, so life for him right now is a, a little bit of a struggle so fact I need to go same uh, so now you brought up golf so when did you start playing golf like when did you get interested in golf because I feel like uh, everybody like associates you with golf uh, my buddy Bob Skidmore we went to high school together at Southeastern High School it's in South Charleston Ohio after our junior year I'm pretty sure it was our junior year uh, he said, you want to go play golf? I said, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. So we went up to London Country Club, and we went in and got a pool cart and was playing, and I thought, man, this is pretty neat. You don't have to pay. You just play golf. <laughs> <laughs> when we got to, I think it was the 10th tee, this guy came out, and he said, are you boys members here? And, and my my friend was a character. He I was hoping to see him in Florida when I went down there, but I didn't get over there. But he said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, we're members. He said, mom's over on the other side of the course playing. You know? oh, wow. So when we got done, we put them cards away, and we got out there quick. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I should go back there and pay him my, my green fee. Say, I'm 60 years late, but I'll pay him. Everybody always talks to you about like sports and you know yeah. coaching and right. all that, being a teacher and stuff. But what do you like to do like besides that? Like who, <laughs> who who's the man behind the coach? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. One of these days, maybe I'll decide what I want to do in life. <laughs> I tell people that, I say, I'm not sure what I want to do, you know, they said, my cousin said, oh, I think you're 81, I think it's about time, <laughs> as you knew, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but, but, you know, there is things I still think about, which is probably crazy, you know, I think about, I'd like to go to Florida and, and buy an old place and fix it up, you know, Yeah. and, and if something would happen to mother, maybe I would do that, I don't know. I mean, I do know that physically you kind of go downhill when you're 81. Uh, 
but you know i would i would still like to try it yeah you know oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah but i mean there's also other things like i feel like you had the driver's ed you had the black topping business. Mm. i just feel like you were yeah i guess i did kind of just jump around I, you know i i um uh, i used to give golf lessons to people at whirlpool park uh-huh. you know oh, i did really? that yeah and uh so I was, I could consider myself a professional golfer because I give lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not because I can play that good. <laughs> when you, um, when we went out this last Fourth of July and you were correcting me, I just thought how crazy that every time you would tell me what to do and I did it and listened, that I'm hitting the ball right. Where it just blew my wow! Thank you, lady. Maybe that's what I better you just start have doing. To <laughs> uh, and then of course I taught driver's ed for that was about seven years I had that school that was of course that was one of my more embarrassing times when we got hit one night by a car oh, really? we, we were going through we had a green light at 5th street and state and I saw this car coming from the left and I thought oh no and I said a quick prayer, don't let us get hit in the side door because it would hit right on where the girl was driving. Yeah. Well, it didn't. It hit us on the back fender, but it just whipped the car completely around. And I had on my hairpiece, and, oh. and it ended up under her feet over on the driver's side. <laughs> I figured she'd scream and think I'd been decapitated, but she didn't. <laughs> yeah, he got scalped. But it didn't seem to bother her at all. She was kind of, she's a different girl. And, well, she and, probably, did she know you had a hairpiece? Well, I don't know, but I mean, when it's under her feet, you thought she'd have said something, you know. Or, I mean, and then she, then she got on, the police came, and what she asked him if she could use the radio or something, she said, this is killer, this is killer, and she was calling somebody, oh, you know. Oh, I don't know yeah, what so the she, deal was with yeah. her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was one of the exciting times. Yeah. That is funny. That would be exciting and scary to be with kids driving. Oh, like, that's yeah. That's what you're just talking about. Or when they have um, other students riding along, then you're like oh, putting yeah. your kids in this other kid's yeah. hands, you know. Like, right. Well, that reminds me of another story. I picked a kid up by Rising Sun, and it was off of Route 23, which is pretty heavily traveled. Well, when I picked this kid up, the one that had been driving, he got in the back seat. He was from Oak Harbor, so we were going to take him back home. Well, the kid that got in, he was a farm boy, you could tell. And, and I could tell right away, I thought, man, this is going to be an easy two hours. And so I was marking on his chart, and I said, okay, we can go. So we had about three or four hundred yards to go up to Route 23, and he stopped. And I always taught him to look left, right, and left, and if it's clear to go. And I, I saw him out of the corner of my eye doing that as I was writing. But as he started to pull out, the kid in the back seat went, oh, like it was like a dead, a curling, a death call, you know. And I looked up, and what had happened, a North American semi had pulled out to pass somebody at that intersection he was coming right at us i was looking eyeball to eyeball with him i'm kidding i'm not he was like i got him i mean he wasn't slowing up 
And I reached over, and I put the car in reverse, I told the kid, I said, back in. And he hit it, and when he backed in, that semi went phew, right oh, by our wow. front. We would have been oh, killed. Him and I both yeah. would have been killed without a doubt, you oh, know. The poor kid in the back seat, he probably had to go home and change his pants because <laughs> yeah. he, he probably thought he was dead when he saw us pull out, yeah. and that, that truck was coming right at us, you know. But, yeah, that was, that was the scariest thing. I never forgot that. That is crazy. Yeah, but, I feel like he had a lot of, oh, probably yeah. a lot of stories. My, my, um, I've told numerous people, I have been blessed. My life is, uh, and I, I, I do not think I deserved all that. I mean, I did some things, you know, I'd like to go back and do over a bit. Uh, some of the old sins that would get into our life and we do things that we know we shouldn't be doing, but... Uh, you know, you can't change your past, it's over, so you gotta go on, but, uh, yeah, I've been blessed, I mean, even health-wise, I mean, yeah, I had old parts of <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so we, uh, don't really know how to use our podcast app, <laughs> and just spent 20 minutes talking, but it was a good 20 minutes, Yeah, I think, but anyway, so I think we were finishing, or we were trying to end it up, and we were saying... Like, what was your Most advice? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, you know, I think without a doubt, number one, <clears throat> we need to have Christ in our life. And uh, I don't mean that you have to be a fanatic. Of course, if you're going to be a fanatic about anything, it ought to be about Christ. But, but I mean, I think we need to live so that people will see Christ living in us. see my dad down there and this and that 
they don't realize how serious what they're saying. I mean, they aren't going to get to see their dad because you're going to be separated. You're going to be, it's going to be lonely, dark, and nobody, you know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, or you hear people say, well, we're going to have a party. We're going to be playing cards and drinking beer and hell, oh, no, no, mm -hmm. you're not. You're going to be <laughs> burning. Yeah. Right. Hot. So it just, yeah, we, it gets very <laughs> hot, I'm sure. So, yeah, so we need, you know, and I guess we just need to, we need preachers that are telling people that and, they can do it in a loving way and, and maybe throw in a, a few funnies with it. I have uh, certainly enjoyed talking oh, to my granddaughters yeah. there. Good. It's too bad we don't have a screen so they can see how good looking my oh. granddaughters Oh, good. Yeah, just so we get that in there a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Grandpa. We love you. love you. Alright. <laughs> Bye. No. <laughs> it's like a phone so call. <laughs>